pretty pumped. All new Disruption Network merchandise is live. Our merch store is live. Shout out to our peeps over at Seasonal Sports. If you want to go and get yourself into some D-wear, some Disruption Network wear, and we have hats, we have t-shirts, we have joggers, there's hoodies, something for the ladies, something for the men. A lot of cool things. And if you're interested in purchasing or even just checking out, if you want to do a little browsing, you could go over to SeasonalSports1983.com backslash The Disruption Network. And you can check out all the cool merchandise that we have. And really looking forward to this partnership that we have with Seasonal Sports. We've got some really cool clothing out there. You could check out SeasonalSports1983.com and you'll see us. There's a bunch of cool things. And on this podcast, we talk to Freddie Marriott, who has been... And a long friend, longtime friend of mine for many years. We came up in the metal scene together. His band Shattered Envy and After the Clearing used to play a lot of shows with Brass Knuckle Intercourse and Street Rock Mafia, the bands that I was in. But anyways, Freddie is the proprietor of Seasonal Sports, which you can find on Whitesboro Street in Whitesboro. And he's on this podcast. We talk about the launch of the new Disruption Network store. We talk about some metal and growing up in the metal scene and talking about some of his early influences and the first cassette that he bought and uh, some of the services that he provides with seasonal sports. So it's a cool podcast. It was a lot of fun to catch up with my friend, Freddie Marriott. Lots of cool things happening here around Disruption Network. Uh, we'll be, we've got a live stream show happening on October 17th with our boys from the Uncle Louie Variety Show. And you can hop over to showclicks.com and check out a ticket from them and see it. It's going to be our first dip into the live stream platform, something that we're going to be doing often. I've talked to a couple bands about doing that. We've got some things lined up with the Westcott Theater and some bands that we're going to be doing throughout the winter. So there's going to be some concerts provided by The D. You can follow us on all our social media, on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Also on the podcast side of things, as you click the download button right now, and thank you for that, by the way, but you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, podcast side of things. Podcasts are really taking over the world right now. A lot of people have podcasts out there and it's cool man i encourage everybody to do a podcast so yeah keep checking back with us here at the d and all the cool things that we got going on and we've got a lot of other things that will be coming down the pipeline with so just keep it locked here on the d and i'll keep you informed anyhow let's get into this podcast the launch of the brand new disruption network merch store one more time it's seasonal sports 1983.com hop over there and you can find all the cool clothing that we're sporting these days here at Disruption Network. Shout out to Freddie Marriott and his family for taking good care of us. And here is the podcast with Fred Marriott. The power of the internet brings us back together yet once again, people. How are you? It is EC Radio. It is a wacky Wednesday here at the D. You can follow along on all Disruption Network social media platforms. And it's wrapped up into a nice little podcast that you can listen to at any time that you want at DisruptionNetwork.net. You can also find us over there on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get into anything, and it's a big freaking day around here today at the D, but before we get into anything... 
Much love to my sponsors. Shout out to my boy Eddie Alzheimer over at EJA Moving Services. The professional movers, when it's time to move and relocate, hit them up at 315-335-0516 or ejamoving.com. The home of the free boxes. I can't believe these other moving services do not give you free boxes, but they do over at EJA Moving Services. Not only do they give you free boxes, but they pack your boxes and they deliver your boxes wherever you need to go. And then they unpack them for you. It's unbelievable. What a great service they are. Great people. They wear back braces. They wear masks. They're respectable young men. They say ma'am and sir. They're just great people. They really are. EJAMoving.com. They'll move gym equipment, your studio, your grandmother, whatever you need to do. Whatever you need moved, they will move it for you. They move grand pianos. They do everything. I'm telling you, they're awesome. Also, much love to my attorney, Dave Longaretta. If you need legal advice, give Dave a call today at 315-735-6162. Also, shout out to my peeps over at Utica Coffee. I am drinking the Utica Buzz today, and that will explain why I'm so motor-mouthy today. It's because I am jacked up on the Utica Buzz. Dude, if you guys ever need that good boost of energy, go to Utica Coffee and get yourself the Utica Buzz because I instantly turn into a madman every freaking time I drink this stuff. I love it, and I want you to love it too. WakeTheHellUp.com. You can find them online. Also, much love to Saranac Brewery, my good friends over at Saranac. Saranac.com. Great drinks over there. We've been drinking Utica Club pretty much since I came out of my mother's womb. Love you, see. Today is a big day at the D, and the reason it is a big day around the D is because my friend Fred Marriott is in the house from Seasonal Sports, and today we launch the all-new Disruption Network merchandise store. I'm super excited, bro. Yeah, man. So I'm ready to take off my clothes and put on your clothes. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, me. It's going to get interesting in here. <laughs> seasonal Sports, man. You guys, uh, we've got this new thing out. Yep. So you go to the Seasonal Sports um website which is yep. seasonal sports it's www.seasonalsports1983.com and then backslash disruption yep. network yes yes and i just linked it up to our facebook and i linked it up to our instagram yes. and we got a whole line of awesome clothing mm-hmm. that we are gonna get out there to the masses custom made right here in utica every every part of it done yes we got right. something for the ladies. We yes. got something for the men. We got yes. something for the athletic wear. Yes. We've got yes. hats and beanies and trucker yes. hats and hoodies I, and everything. I, I have a feeling, Z, that when we start doing these trucker hats, people see them. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to be like, oh, I want one. Just because, you know, like I told you, they're hand distressed in house. I hand distressed the patches and we sew them on. It's, it's neat. I started it. Yeah. I started last year because the one of the moms from Holland Pad at Amber Corrigan, um, she was like, "I want a distress hat," and they don't really make those, you know. But that's the new thing that retro distress look in your clothing. So I have kids, so that's all. They, that's all my daughter wants. It's got to look retro. It's got to be distressed. It's got to. That's what the kids are into. Yeah, really, dude. That's she won't. If she's like that, it doesn't look vintage enough. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So anyways, Amber came in and said, I, I want a vintage hat. I says, well, they don't make one. She goes, what can you do? I can make you one. No problem. So I designed a patch. We did a prototype. She came in, looked at it, said, this is awesome. Sold a whole mess of them, and then here we go. And now it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing, yeah. And I, I don't think there's any sh- any shops around here that are actually doing that. Kind of thing, especially, you know. Especially taking the time and doing it yourself. And and, and that takes some time. People don't realize how much time that takes. It's craftsmanship. I mean, you got to, you know, 
you got to know what you want and know the look you're looking for and, you know, do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? These guys, they, they don't care. They just pump out generic. My, my competitors, they're just pumping out generic whatever, and here you go. And, oh, I can't get you to stress head. Sorry. Too bad. Well, I'll make it work for you. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm really psyched. And if you're on any of our social media platforms right now watching this live, I put up a link where you can shop. It's live right now. You could go there and buy whatever you want right mm-hmm. now. So yep. we've got joggers, and we've got hoodies, mm-hmm. and we've got hats, and T-shirts, and beanies, and something for the ladies, and women's T-shirts, mm-hmm. and men's t-shirts so and also big shout out dude you knocked it out of the park we decided to go with a little bit of a different logo we still have the traditional disruption logo Mm -hmm. that's our trademark logo Mm -hmm. the d and stuff and you can Mm -hmm. get the d on the back and all our wear Mm -hmm. that we have Mm -hmm. but we switched it up a little bit and you made (laughs) us a really cool logo i dig (laughs) it dude yeah well you know i've been doing design work since 96 and i've always been really good at like those old you're old I know. I know. I'm older. Don't tell people. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've been doing it since 96. I went to school for it, blah, 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 whatever. So um, I've always been really good at doing those, you know, kind of traditional retro-looking logos, but they weren't real popular. You know, once in a while at the last shop, I was with someone coming, they watch something like that, whatever. Everybody's going all modern, clean, mm-hmm. re- you know. Now all of a sudden, tides change. All these kids want this, so I'm really good at that. So, bang, you know, I how, knocked it out. How do you keep your finger on the pulse with what's the trends? Kids, man. The kids, kids? Kids, no. Yeah. If you don't have kids, like, and I'm not talking about three and four or five-year-old kids. I'm talking about teenagers. High they all, they always, Yeah, they, they know what's up. Uh-huh. They're not, A, they're not stupid. They know the difference in a good product and a bad product. Mm-hmm. They're they're not stupid anymore. They're not like you and I. I we were just like, oh, I was this in high is school. Great. That's yeah. all I cared about was smoking weed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Doing that and trying to get laid. You know, getting your getting getting some. You know, yeah. It's it's a totally different world now. These kids, they're smart. They're educated. Mm-hmm. They're on the ball. The internet's at their fingers. Uh, my daughter's my biggest critic. Is I'll, she? Oh, I'll show her stuff and I'll be like, Liz, what do you think? Oh, it looks good, Dad. Well. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it quite fits. I'm like, all right, what's wrong with it? You know, and she'll critique it. Okay, okay. But they're the ones that'll tell you if it's trendy or not. Yeah. Just ask them. She's 13. You know, she she doesn't have a pair of jeans that isn't ripped up. <laughs> Skin tight. She wears chucks. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, she's she's the typical. She looks like she came out of the breakfast club. <laughs> you know, I mean, you look at her like, wow. <laughs> All right. You know, it's kind of like I remember that as we were growing up. Oh, for sure. You know, and then I remember like the early 90s trend where it was like crisscross was big. You know, and everybody wore their pants backwards, and then you had to take a piss, and you had to drop your pants. You know, so it was that, great. and everybody was sagging them. <laughs> yeah, Remember, everybody was oh sagging them. Oh my god! Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> you know, so I remember that, and then I remember grunge. You know, everybody was in that grunge look, and, and the flannels on. Oh god, yeah, flannels and eyeliner and. Everything was just so depressing, and you had to, you know, you had to be on the verge of killing yourself, or you couldn't fit in. And it was like, oh my god, you know. So I, I remember all that stuff growing up. It was, it was different, but it's like, it's like anything else, man. If you look back at the scale and art and music as as history progresses, it it goes around in a circle. Yeah, it does. Like 
you know, you start with this trend and then it goes back around and, you know, whatever. Trends like, come back. Well, I remember, I remember when, <laughs> I don't even want to know if I want to dig into music because that'll open up a huge discussion. But anyways, um, I remember when grunge came in the 90s and killed, you know, thrash metal. Well, it, ca- it killed the hair metal more than anything. Well, yes. It did kill thrash metal. The only one waving the flag for thrash metal back then was Pantera. And maybe right. Anthrax a little bit, too. Right, yes. But for the most part, I mean, those bands, they just kind of, they were still there making yeah. music. True. But they went underground again. They do, were just, they disappeared. Do you remember when Slayer tried to do that grunge album, <laughs> Diabolical? It was like Diabolical, like the worst oh, album they ever yeah, came out yeah, with. Yeah, I I when that comes out, I'm like, no, skip. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right though; that like grunge totally killed it. So, you know, I remember when that came around, and it kind of, then all of a sudden, you know, you had Pantera; they saved it. They did, and then all of a sudden, towards the the late '90s, early 2000s, you started hearing the underground music because people were sick and tired of. The regurgitation of bands and then... The new metal. Oh, my God. It's like, okay, first of all, I'm a purist when it comes to that. I mean, you know this. When I, you know, I I can't do that new metal sound. Not even corn? No. No? no, Not a fan of corn? No. It's just... Okay. I should take that back. I do like um, Stone Sour. Okay. I think, because they're right in that... I don't consider them new metal, though. Really? I just consider them a hard rock band. But he's part of Slipknot. Slipknot, I don't consider new metal either. Really? I, I consider them more towards the like, the, they came they're after. Yeah. New metal. Yeah. Or uh, yeah, I would consider that. You know, yeah. that, to me, I love Slipknot. I think Slipknot's a, yeah. one of the greatest bands the, from the two thousands. Yeah. And uh, they were the one to bring it back. Slipknot, Lamb of God. You know, yeah. Kill Switch. Those yeah. bands were the ones that yeah. actually propelled. Metal yes. back to where well, it should have been. Here's a good story, right? So, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give my. Uh, I knew we were okay. going to get into the metal yes. conversation so, today. Oh, absolutely! How can you put two guys who are in the metal in the same room and not talk about metal? I mean, come on, let's get let's get real it here. It only took a matter of five minutes. <laughs> I know. So, anyways, you know, I'm I'm in I'm in a bunch of bands going up through. I started in like '98, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So. <laughs> Um, I'm in this band, Intrinsic. We played mostly modern rock, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it was a great thing. We all loved each other. We are all brothers. We did it for as long as we could, and we just kind of, it just kind of you know, just fizzled, yeah. right? I mean, there was just, nobody's feeling it anymore. And that's kind of when it, when it happened, you know? And I think a lot of it was just the music we were playing. You know, at the time, uh, that underground metal was starting to rear its head. You're starting to hear it on the radio. You're like, whoa, right. whoa, 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 what, what was that? It became mainstream. Yeah. So, anyways, what got me into that new wave of English, you know, metal core is what they call it. Uh, I go to the theater, right? 2003, rolls around. Um, me and my buddy from Rome, he's like, dude, Freddy versus Jason. It's in the theater. Let's go watch it. I was like, Hell yes, I'm a Slasher fan. Let's go watch this shit. So we get there, we watch the movie, it was awesome, whatever. Uh, gets to the end, and all of a sudden this song comes on, When Darkness Falls. And I'm like, oh! You know, I'm like, who is this band? So I look it up, blah, 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 kill switch engage. I'm like, I need to hear more of these guys. So 
I go grab End of Heartache, changed my world forever. It, that that album got me into All That Remains, As I Lay Dying, um, Bullet for My Valentine, uh, Shadows Fall. I mean, all those bands that came up through. It was like, boom, here they are. And it's like, wow. you know. But I mean, that's, that's kind of where it turned the cheek. And then I said, well, man, this is more my style. This is real metal. This is like what I grew up with, Metallica metal. Yeah. Yes. Then I started, you know, then Shattered came, After the Clearing came, blah, blah, blah. So it was good. And that's how we grew up together right there, through the Mm -hmm. metal scene. Well, yeah. I mean... You you remember when it was all modern rock bands? Oh, for sure. It was just every band was modern rock, mm-hmm. um, and it's not even modern rock anymore. Like if you listen to K Rock nowadays, they're still playing the same freaking songs that they were playing uh, twenty five years ago. Like it's a brand new song. I know. It's like, come on, guys. Y- yeah, you realize boring. there's a plethora of amazing music that's come out in the last decade. I get it. You're not into you know heavy heavy stuff, but every one of these bands that come out, they make a song. That is for mainstream radio. Like, All That Remains, two weeks. They hit that song, boom. Yeah, seriously. Uh, I Switch. love All That Remains. Oh, I love those I guys. I think Phil's one of the great, best front men today. Amazing. He is. Amazing. The guy's amazing. Um, you know, and then you look at Killswitch, My Curse, uh-huh. Holy Diver. Right. They could all go on the radio. And they have, but for Not a, a smidge at a time. It's only for <laughs> a smidge at a time. Even 95X changed their format a little bit because they were pigeonholing themselves as well. It's like, And they've gone a little bit more alternative. 95X in Syracuse, they've gone a little bit more alternative. But right now, it's just uh, it's it's not what it used to be. So it's definitely not. Well, here's my take on the whole thing. Uh, first of all, the internet has killed the music scene. Yeah. On the local level and the national level, it period. Has. Uh, people don't have an understanding of what it's like to go to a live show and listen to, you know, raw, unproduced, you know, musical talent. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. People don't know what that's like. Uh, I have a really good buddy of mine, and he's probably going to call me out on this. Uh. Um, <laughs> he said to me, I've never been to a live concert. Now, he's a couple years older than me. And I said, excuse me? I'm mad at you, boy. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? And he's a huge metal fan. I ended up getting getting tickets, and I took him to see Dying Fetus at the <laughs> Westcott. And he was like, dude, this was so cool. I'm like, brother, where have you been? I started going to concerts in 93. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, great. I love the kid. Don't don't get me wrong. I love Joe. But, yeah, I was like, all right. You just I'm, named him, too. <laughs> I know. It's so bad. Uh, uh, but, you know, I, I think the scene could come back. But well, not with COVID right now, but it will eventually. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm telling you, once this COVID Corona coaster bullshit is over with, oh. I think the music thing is going to come back, and it's going to come back tenfold. Well, first of all, they they need to take it. Um, they need to take it back old school. Mm-hmm. That's my personal opinion. Everybody I've talked to, they've started taking stuff old school. Um, Facebook is now censoring things. Screw them. Oh, they're that's bu- ridiculous. They're they're just a bunch of tyrants. Yeah. Uh, they need to take it old school. If you're going to put on a show, go put fly, go put flyers up on the telephone poles. Go to your college. Like when we were in intrinsic, man, we would we would print out a stack of 100 flyers. We'd go to MVCC mm-hmm. and 
They'd be all over the tables. Grassroots, baby. And, dude, we'd pack a bar. We used to go to Albies. He he begged us to come play there. We'd bring 250 people through the door. Social media made bands become lazy. Yes. They did because they yes. figured they'd just make it a Facebook event or well, just make a post on Facebook, and all of a sudden all these people would come up. <laughs> Some bands it worked for, but a lot of them it didn't. Yes. And, and they wouldn't put extra work into it. Here's here's my take on that, too. Um See, you and I come from a generation where we're not afraid to get our hands dirty, mm-hmm. okay? We grew up with strict fathers. They laid the smack down. If we talk back to our mother, we got we got a fist in the mouth, okay? Or we got our ass beat, period. My mom would just beat my ass, but anyways. <laughs> my mom. I, I remember one time. And my mom still sorry, beats sorry, my ass. Sorry, mom, but I'm gonna, I got to tell them this story. Um, I remember this one time I was mouthing off to my mother, and I was probably 15 or 16, and oh, she, I said something, and she had a frying pan in her hand. She turned around, bat. You know what I mean? But I mean, that's the generation you and I grew up with, right? So these kids today, uh, they've grown up. They've grown up as a generation of laziness. Yeah, for sure. They're they they don't know what it's what it means to get dirty. Yeah, they don't know what it means to go and get your hands dirty. To I agree. To to get in the to get in the trench and to earn it, and that's a huge problem. Yeah, uh, that's why social media has done nothing but pamper them. They're like little babies, and they're oh here, let me coddle you. No, 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 no. The spoiled generation. Yeah, that's a, dude. It's exactly right. Like, get off your ass. You want to pack shows, and dude, when I used to do uh, shows at Traces. Like, you remember those shows. Oh, they're great. Uh, That's right. You booked that place. Yeah. Ah, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. (laughs) Dude. Okay, so. I'm having a flashback. (laughs) I know. I would, there was not a time that I wouldn't bring 100 people through that door. Oh, I know. And they'd have other bands that would put on shows there. They'd get 20 kids. Right. And it's like, come on, guys. Now, we had some good good nights over there. To to the point where you couldn't walk through the door. Right, yeah. We had some good nights. It was like, holy cow. But, you know, I worked my butt off. I'd put flyers up. Yes, so I was out and about, so I would put flyers up in the bars, and I'd, you know, I'd put them on telephone boards, I'd put them all over the place. Plus, I'd advertise on Facebook like a a son of a bitch. The other thing that, that bands and promoters do, and I've talked to my buddy Rich Masucci about this, <laughs> inextensive. Um, one thing that that is a this something that I don't do, and I get called a dickhead for it and an asshole and whatever. When I was booking shows there, I would not tell these bands when they were playing. It just I just wouldn't do it. Time wise, you mean set? No, times? I wouldn't tell them anything. No, well, I'd say, listen, you, you got you got forty five minutes. You got forty five minutes. Show up, and I'll tell you what time you're playing. Yeah. Well, I don't want to play first. Well, then. You better show up before we start the show and figure out if you're not here early. Yeah, because I I refused. The reason I did that was because, again, the the bands that are playing are lazy, most of them. Some of them work their butts off, but, you know, this generation, they're just, you know, they they need to learn how to promote themselves better. Mm -hmm. Um, But their fans follow their suit. So... The reason I wouldn't tell them is because I didn't want their fans walking in five minutes before they played and walking out as soon as they're done. As soon as they're done. I wanted I wanted the other bands on the bills to build a following. Exactly. And the way you do that is unity. And cross promotion. Yeah, dude. Back in the day, 
even when I was in like Shattered and stuff, everybody went to everyone's shows. Right. You remember those days, oh, right? Yeah. I owned the club at the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people would would come to shows because their buddy was in such a band, they'd go and watch him. Bands will do that today. They're so cutthroat, they want to cut each other's throats. Yeah, it's true. I mean, come on. Well, man. not really. Not necessarily. I'm going to have to disagree with you on a little aspect of that. I, I feel like the music scene has been more tighter now than it ever has been before. I mean, it is. The people are more supportive now, and especially with this COVID crap. Everybody's sharing that, their live stream and stuff that, like that. Because now it's it's gone to a virtual platform. So people are starting to share their each other's stuff. And like I yeah. hear a lot, too, when we do Local Music Monday here with Justin Smith, and he tells me, he's like, he's super psyched that he can actually watch some of these performers because he never gets a chance to watch anybody because he's always gigging. Right. So now he actually gets a chance to watch these performers and share right. it and help spread the word and cross-promote right. a little bit, which right. is kind of, it, it's a great thing. I think the local music community has, has been brought together a little bit more so. Because of the pandemic. And not just because of the pandemic, even beforehand, it was more of a, like you would go out to a club and see like other musicians in the in the crowd. And yeah. I, I noticed that a lot with the when Street Rock was in their heyday, when we were out playing, every time I'd look in the audience, it was just be nothing but musicians out there which was great and you know it's like they're the ones that are going to critique you though but they're the ones that are going to be there supporting you because they get it yes and that's the whole thing is yes. they get it yeah there was there's was a time period where the bands that were out there were very very cutthroat mm -hmm. you know what i mean oh for sure the 90s were horrible yeah. it was more of a competitive nature back then they would just sit there and Tune each other's instruments when they weren't looking, or turn each other's amps up, or just be a dick about things. Yeah. But now that's yeah. that's shifted because the scene is so small nowadays. Like it, it's yes. it's this um, mentality of we're all in it together. So why don't we just help each other out? And that's right. that's what I like seeing nowadays. Right. No matter if you're in a cover band or or a freaking writing your own music or you're a singer songwriter mm -hmm. doing folk music, bluegrass, heavy metal, whatever. Right. Right. I feel like it's been more tighter now than ever. I, I feel like the pandemic's brought people closer because now everyone's hurting. You know what I mean? And, you know, the oh my God, the hatefulness that's out there now. It's, oh, it's ridiculous. Oh, dude, I can't. We I, won't it, get into po no politics. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying it's 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 discouraging it how is. hateful people are. Yeah. I mean, really. And the division of people right now. You know now what I too. mean? Like, we're all hurting. We can all help each other. Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those things. You know, I'm, I think it's it's helped. You know, um, it's going to bring people down a peg. So, what from the music industry have you learned that you carry over to seasonal sports? Oh, geez, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, from the music industry, uh, there's got to be some kind of you know ideology that you've carried over from the music. Okay, industry. Okay, so when I was a kid. Uh, I was big into hair metal. Uh -huh. I mean, I like thrash metal, but I was big into like Poison, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, those those bands. You remember all those? Uh, Takes a big man to admit that, dude. Listen, man, I don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. Care. I used to be into it too. <laughs> like, well, the first album I ever bought was Open Up and Say Ah. Wow, no doubt. I was six or seven. I bought uh, Look What the Cat Dragged in because I thought it was a bunch of girls. I was like, wow, these girls are hot. I'm gonna buy this cassette. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in I'm in Ames with my mother. Uh -huh. Ames. <laughs> you remember Ames, yeah, right? Of course. Yeah. So I'm in Ames with my mother and she goes, Do you wanna buy a do you wanna buy some music? Because I was getting to the point where like, okay, I was getting sick and tired of Leb Zeppelin and blah blah blah. So I'm in there and I'm buying we're we're buying groceries and she goes, I'll buy you one cassette. 
And I said, okay. So I picked out, open up, and say, ah, <laughs> that changed everything. Then I bought Slippery When Wet. So, you know, I mean, better album, even more so. Um, but anyways, so I was into that in the 90s. Uh, I My mother was like, I can't afford to buy you because my parents were poor growing up. I mean, I, that's just the way it was, you know. They bought a business. They struggled. I mean, that's how it is. Uh, I wanted a Motley Crue jacket. <laughs> they were like three hundred bucks. Uh, my mother was like, "No." So she bought me a plain jean, uh, jean jacket, and I painted Doctor Feelgood on the back of it. Nice. <laughs> like literally, that's like that's how it started. You know, doing that kind of stuff, and then as I progressed through school. Um, Music and the art, because I consider like what I do to be artful. Mm-hmm, I guess. Course. I mean, hell yeah. I don't know how else to do it. I mean, you know, when I was taking it in BOCES and stuff, they taught us how to screen print. They taught us all that jazz. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it all kind of interweaves. But you know, that kind of got me started as far as you know getting into this kind of stuff. You know, the only reason I didn't like hop right into it out of school. Is well, and then I got into music because you know, music and art kind of they work hand in hand together, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, they uh, weave with each other, yeah. I mean, the same side of your brain that allows you to draw is the same side that allows you to write music. I mean, that's just the way it is. And I figured out at a, at a really early age that you know, I could do that. None of my friends could actually write a song, you know, I've written like 200 songs, but anyways. That's kind of how I interweaved it, the two together. Um, as far as the printing goes, uh, I don't know. I mean, T-shirts, I always bought T-shirts at shows, and I figured, well, you know, T-shirts are cool. I want to make some T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that's what I went to school for. I figured, <laughs> what the heck. That's the only connection I can really make from with the music. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a different animal. You know what I mean? Like, it's so much more, well, what I do is more like a contractor. You know, uh, it's all handshake-based, trust. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a different animal. Like, music is more like, it's more like a release. Yeah. Where this is more like, okay, I can do this. I'm good at it. But it's also my job, and I need to make money. You know what I mean? It's kind of the same thing where music, you know, I used to want to make me make money doing music, and I still would like to. But everybody does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but listen, man, I'm I'm pushing. I'm forty something years old now. You know, it's like I had my shot. You know, the guys I was with decided it wasn't going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of was like, all right, well, I'm going to do it as for fun. I've been jamming with a couple guys and whatever, uh, which is totally cool. I like that. I do it for my own personal satisfaction. And if people dig the, dig the tunes I write, then awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the printing part of it, that's satisfying for me too. How long have you been doing the printing? Uh, it's probably almost 10 years. 10 years now? Yeah. And how long have you been at Seasonal? You took it over recently, right? I, like took it over, I took it over in 2018. Oh, two, yeah, so like two years ago. Okay, so basically, I started out in Rome. I I got let go from my one job as a beer rep, which was a blessing, believe me or not. Uh, I was making good money, but it was just a blessing. I, I was getting tired of the beverage business. It's very, very political. 
It's very stressful. Uh, I was just getting sick of it. I had kids. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So they let me go. It was like, thank you. I shook their hands. You did me a favor. Mm -hmm. So uh, I got hooked up with this kid in Rome who was looking for somebody to do some artwork, whatever. We started working together. Um, He taught me a lot about the printing business because as a designer, you don't fully understand it until you try and print your artwork. Then you figure out, oh, this sucks. (laughs) So he kind of taught me the ins and outs of that. Um, Showed me how to do vinyl, this, anything. And and the other thing was like, I picked this stuff up. It was like nothing for me. But it was like when I learned how to use Photoshop. Literally in 1996, I started going to BOCES, learned Photoshop in a year and Illustrator. They were were doing them both. Um, Won a scholarship the next year. I mean, it was to RIT. Yeah, it was one of those. You picked it up quick. Yeah, dude, I'm an anomaly when it comes to that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's I'm not normal, I guess. Because a kid I worked with in Rome, he's like, it took me four years to learn his software. I'm like, really? I learned it in a year. (laughs) So I felt kind of weird. But, uh, you know, uh, the the printing part of it. So anyways, I worked with that kid. I wanted to get going because he, you know, it just wasn't working out Mm -hmm. between the two of us. So... Not that it was bad or anything. It's just I wanted to do something. I wanted to be on my own. You know, I, I just felt like I was, I wasn't to my full extent of my potential. So, anyways, I walked out. I was helping another friend of mine do vinyl graphics. Uh, we wrapped a bunch of trucks and sleds and all these weird stuff uh, over a summer. And then I all of a sudden, Rome Youth Baseball called me and said, "Can you do the order?" You know, we don't want to go back to so and so. And I said, "Well, I'm a walking sales guy." They said, I said, can you guarantee me? And they said, we'll call you back. They called me in 10 minutes. I said, yeah, we'll guarantee you the order. So I went and bought a heat press looking for somebody to, to print the fronts of the shirts uh, because I I didn't want to heat press them. We used to heat seal them mm-hmm. at the other shop. I didn't want to do that. Uh, I felt like it was a kind of a cheap. Cheaper quality, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a cheaper quality, and it, it'll peel off and, huh. you know, whatever. So I stumbled into seasonal sports. Someone said, oh, go talk to Dennis. He'll contract print for you. I walk in, and I see this you know, skinny old guy sitting at the desk, and he's like, oh, come on in. And we got talking. I said, listen, I got Rome Youth Baseball. You want to print it? Oh, I used to have them years ago. I know. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'd love to print it. So then we worked out a deal. Well, long story short, after a summer of working with him and selling crazy amounts of T-shirts, I mean, I just kept giving him order after order after order. He was he was getting a little overwhelmed with because he had his own stuff on the plate too. He takes me aside. He says, "Listen, you need to buy me out." Wow. I said, "What? I'm 63. I want to get out of here." He's like, "I've I've been doing this for 35 years <laughs> since 1983." I was like, "83?" Oh, I said, "Wow." He goes, yeah. He goes, I, I want to be done with it. He goes, I've, I've done. So I said, okay. I went in with my father, sat down with him on a Saturday, uh, went through the building, started talking about, you know, uh, numbers, you know, how much, this, that, and the other thing. And he threw me a price. And it took me a year, you know, because you go back and forth. Well, how about this much? How about that much? How about this? How about that? And finally, we came to an agreement and done deal. And 2018, July 3rd, 2018, we signed the paperwork, we closed, and that was it. Beautiful. And th- yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, man. Like, Dennis was Dennis Cunningham was the man. Every printer in Utica that has business now took from him. He used to be the guy. Yeah, he's been doing it since 83. He was the guy. 
Every everything that my competitors have came from him. They went to him at one point or another. Um, it's big shoes. I can't I can't say that the guy didn't have his shit together because he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was big shoes. I lost a lot of business, not because, um, you know, I I fumbled some stuff. Yes, I'm not going to say it. I don't. I'm not I'm not that person that's like, oh, I'm perfect. No, you're human. No, I'm. I was new. I was a new business owner. I fumbled. Uh, we fumbled a couple jobs, but there was also people that never even gave me a shot that used to come into Dennis and said, well, I don't know them. You're leaving. We're done. I never even seen them come back in. I've got invoices from people that never, never set foot back in the door. So it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we struggled going into it. Um, then we started kicking back up. You know, it, the numbers were going back the other way. And I said, "Okay, great." Well, you're yeah. contracted with a bunch of schools, and yeah, I do. I do probably eighty percent of schoolwork, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and like colleges, MVCC yeah. and UC, and M- yeah. MV is my biggest uh-huh. client. Right. Like, well, not this year, but right. previous years, you know, because they've been shut down. I don't. Even, I don't even think they're back open fully. I don't think you can. I think just online. Yeah, you can't walk on campus anymore. Like it's. Well, you can. I, I'm there every day. Oh, you are <laughs> on the track, yeah, working out. Oh, really? But yeah, you can you can walk around campus and exercise if you wanted to, but you can't like walk into the buildings. Okay, mm-hmm. that's okay. That's what they meant because I just did a job for them. It was like twelve hundred pieces, mm-hmm. wow. and yeah, it was a big job. took took us five days to do it, um, just because it was six color, and you know, there's only so much time in a day between that and dealing customers. So, um, I did it, and they. There was one box that they left at our shop, and the lady said, no, 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 I'll come get it because you're going to have trouble getting in. That must be what she meant by that. Yeah. I'm assuming. I don't know. But, yeah, so I do, like, 80% of the schools. The rest of it is, um, you know, contractors and whatever. When I came in, I brought vinyl work with me because uh, Dennis never did it. I knew how to do it. I knew how to set it up. I'm good with that kind of stuff. I knew I build my own computers. Every computer in my shop, I have four built by myself, mm-hmm. just because I know what I got to have in each machine in order for them to function correctly. So you definitely leveled up. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I opened up, you know, trade accounts where I can do business cards and postcards because nobody can print all that stuff in house. It's impossible. You'd, you'd have to have a multi million dollar establishment, and that's just not the case with a small business. I do what I can do in-house, and the rest of it I subcontract, but I get a good price. Um, you know, I brought accounts like Bliss. I've had that account for seven years, eight years. Nice, bud. Yeah. yeah. We have a few more minutes, and i got to bounce out of here, but uh, a couple people have been placing orders. So as, as we really? were holding this podcast, yes, Adeline, thank you to Adeline, and really? shout out to Cindy and Kelly and Pat and everybody that's out there on Facebook land. And if you are out there on Facebook land, please click the share button, help spread the word of seasonal sports and our all-new yes. Disruption Network merchandise store that you yes. can find at seasonalsports1983.com backslash Disruption Network. Yes. Um, you can check us out over there. So yes. let's talk about the pre- process here like you can you could do uh local orders as well so if somebody places an order they can come and pick it up and yes uh-huh. absolutely yeah i mean and what's the turnover time usually on something like that usually with online stores basically how we run it is we set a date and they'll start ordering they say okay we want to open the store this time and then we'll close it this time and then two weeks later you'll have your stuff cool that's 
kind of how we run it. I mean, we do a lot of sports teams. We don't have time. You can't jerk a sports team around for months. You you can't do that. Yeah. Like, you have to turn the stuff around because their seasons are short. Right. If you don't get it, you got a lot of ticked off parents. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we're just used to that, you know. I mean, that's just the way we do it. So it is what it is. Also want to give a shout out to the love of my life, Kelly, out there. She's going to be doing some women's clothing for us, and yeah. we're going to get some yeah. printed off, yeah. and she's going to sell it on her boutique, Barefoot Brunette Boutique. Yep. She's you everywhere. Check that out. She is yeah. everywhere. She's doing great <laughs> and killing it, and yep. we'll be having that up there really soon, and you can find some ladies wear up on her boutique really, really soon. And uh, also hats and T-shirts mm-hmm. and everything yep. that you do over yep. there at Seasonal Sports. Mm-hmm. And also, I recommend you guys, if you are local, save yourself on the postage and order local yes. and, and just go and pick it up in, a, in about yeah. a week or two after he's done yep. printing it up. Do you yep. send like an email confirmation or how, how we, does that work? We call people. Okay. Because when you order, our form is different. Like you got to you gotta put your phone number and whatever in there. When it's done, we'll call you. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can't get you on the phone, we'll email you because that comes through too. Um, but yeah, I definitely recommend come pick it up. It'll save you the $7 postage. And there you go. You can come, you know, if people are interested in what we do, I'll give you a tour. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great facility. You got a lot going on. You got yep. a great staff. And, mm-hmm. of course, go down and hang out with the Marriott family. You got the whole family. <laughs> you put everybody to work down there. Yeah. You got all the kids working down there. Your wife's doing the website. It's yeah. like a, my, my it's daughter, quite a family experience. My daughter is the best reclaimer I have in the building. Uh-huh. Like she, And she's like, Dad, do I really have to reclaim 15 screens today? Liz, can you please? All right. But you're paying. Do you give her an allowance? Yeah. yeah. Oh, have I have to pay her by the hour. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. Kids right. are expensive these uh, days, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. She says to me, she says to me one day, she goes, Dad, I'm going to need to earn like 500 bucks in a week. I go, excuse me? I'm like, uh, that's like 50 hours, Liz. <laughs> She's like, well, I'm going to the outlet store with Grandma. I need 500 bucks. I'm like, Good God. Well, you better reclaim those screens. <laughs> like, Put her ass to work. I got 2,000 screens. You could probably get through all of them. <laughs> Big ups to our boy Nate Key to check in and saying Fred's the man. Thank you, Nate. Good to hear from you. Check out his. He made that bar right there. Stoneworks oh, Concrete. Nate's amazing. Oh, have he's you, he's, he's have a you, craftsman. Have you ever been to his shop? I have. I've, oh, it's wicked cool, man. Yeah. I was there the other day, letter in his truck. I was like... This is cool. This is how you do this. He's like, yeah. I'm like, this is neat, man. Yeah, he's got some cool yeah. stuff over there. Yeah, it's cool. Not yeah. only is he an amazing drummer, but he yeah. he's an amazing. He's an artist when it comes to putting concrete together. You know, I remember when he says to me, "Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a trip. I'm gonna learn how to do this." And I'm like, okay. And I'm thinking to myself, concrete. I wasn't sure what he was doing, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I thought concrete. When you when you when someone says that, you think, oh, he's gonna. Lay bricks, yeah, right. Yeah. So then he comes back and he starts. It's oh yeah, artist. man. I'm, yeah, I'm like, he starts bringing me. Hey, can you make me a paint mask? I'm like, what are you doing with all this? And he shows me, and I'm like, this kid's freaking amazing. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like, brother, you knock it out. He does. He does. <laughs> so, He's yeah. definitely a great man. Mm-hmm. Fred, I got to cut it out, man. I got to head out. I got some things going on today, but thank you so much for coming in. Let's do this again. 
Yeah. Let's have you come back and you know promote the store a little bit yeah. more and yeah. promote our online store that we got. It's yes. launched. It's live right now. People can order mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Yep. You could go and order go order any kind of the Disruption <laughs> Network merchandise you yes. prefer. It's right there on the link that I posted up on all the live streams, and I'll also put it into podcast form as well and mm-hmm. post the link up on there. Hats, t-shirts, beanies, we got hoodies, we got joggers. I think those joggers are super cool. And also we have the brand new logo too that yes. that you designed. So thank you again yes. for making that yes. brand new logo. Yep. That's out there if you want to get a little uh crazy new new aged if you will but it's like a new age retro look you know and it's super cool i love what you did with it and that's yeah. out there and also we have the traditional disruption network logo yep, with the, the d on the, the back d. the big d yeah. so you can purchase some of that as well on put it on a t-shirt or whatever mm-hmm. uh plug your shop and everything else and how they can find you online um yeah so i'm on facebook i'm on inter- i'm on instagram i'm on twitter i'm on linkedin um, come see us if you have anything as far as fleet graphics, T-shirts, embroidery, um, if you need postcards, business cards, all that kind of stuff. Vinyl stickers, all that yes, stuff. Yes, yeah. everything, everything that you need printed, I can do for you. Um, you know, just come on down. Come talk to me or call us, yeah. 315-736-1622. Get us on the phone. Tell us what you want. Um, some things, promotional products might take two or three weeks to get in, but that's just the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. Um, if you just want to run a t-shirt, so you're a small contractor, need to run, you know, we can turn those around two, two weeks. Awesome. You know? Yeah. No problem. I added a shop now button to our Instagram and also to our Facebook. So if you're interested in any kind of disruption network merch, Hop over there and you can check it out. And I'm going to be talking about this for probably for the next two years. So every day for like two years. Buy our clothes. Buy our clothes. Buy our clothes. And it, the, what I love about what you're doing, Fred, too, everything's top notch and it's quality. Yes. Nothing's going to peel off. And yeah, I direct to, I direct print, you know. Right. Um, a couple of my competitors out there are saying Let's not talk things. about them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, yeah. we had some run-ins with some of your competitors back in the day. But, uh, but the difference between them and I is... I don't use the heat seal stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, not for this kind of stuff. Um, I would, I I use a direct to print, you know, mm-hmm. process. I mean, we burn a screen. If anybody wants to see how it's done, um, more than happy, come down. I'll show you how the, the whole process, I'll walk you through it, how we create a film, we break the artwork, um, each, each color um, represents a screen. I'll take you through. I'll show you how we burn a screen, set it up, register the job, and print the job, and done deal. But yeah, it's it's they've been doing it for over a hundred years. Yeah, they took it from the Chinese. They used to use it to print textile. Uh, they can't really find a process that's any better yep. that won't wash off. That's you know guaranteed. Uh, my prints will last. Well, they'll last a garment. I have prints that I did ten years ago that the garment's getting tattered and worn. The print looks. The same as it did the day it came off the conveyor belt. Awesome. So yeah, that's that's the difference between myself and some of my competitors out there. Um, yeah, quality. It's all about quality, man. Check them out online at yes. seasonalsports1983.com and uh, hop over to the D, and you can uh, link it up and. 
by some Disruption yes. Network merch. Yes. Freddie, thanks so much. Let's do this again really, really soon. You got it, brother. Also got to thank my sponsors, EJA Moving Service. When you're ready to move and relocate, hit them up at ejamoving.com or 315-335-0516. Shout out to Saranac, attorney Dave Longaretta, and of course, my good friends over at Utica Coffee. Thank you all. And have a good day. And I'll see you tomorrow. We'll definitely be back tomorrow. And my guest tomorrow is Eric DeCarlis. So I'm looking forward to talking to Biggie. We'll see you. Have a good day. Later.